0: Welcome to the Burned Out to Badass podcast. My name is Ellen Shinky at Coach Ellen on Instagram, and this is my monthly podcast where I am committed to giving you short, no BS episodes to help you, the busy, burned out professional and entrepreneur, find your balance and take back your life from burnout. Let's do this. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to Burnout's Badass, we've got another kick-ass new episode for you today, episode number 13, and we're going to talk about how to build boundaries that work. We are continuing, and I know we've had a lot of podcasts lately, but we are continuing talking about my five causes of burnout in Achievers. This is the foundation of my coaching, and from my experience and the work I've done with clients, it's the stuff that basically all of us deal with at some point, the things that get in the way of us living fun, free, fulfilling lives are these things. We've talked about a lack of clarity. We've talked about a lack of self-care. We've talked about a lack of productivity. And today we are going to talk about a lack of boundaries. And I will be completely honest, when I first started compiling these, firstly, if you're listening to this episode, which you probably wouldn't remember this if you were, I used to call these my five pillars of intuitive achievement, and that felt a little bit too fluffy, woo-woo, unclear, whatever you want to call it. I've been re-recording these episodes because really what it comes down to for me is absolutely they help with intuitive achievement, but more so than anything, these are the things that I found for me, because I definitely identify with this whole notion of being a high achiever, somebody who's an ambitious go-getter. These are the things that I was experiencing, the things that kept me from being free and having fun and having a fulfilling life, the things that burned me out. These were the things. And so I've been really wanting to go through and frame them that way, that if you are in the suck, if you are in the thick of burnout, it very well might be one of these five things that you're dealing with. These are at the foundation, the core of burnout for so many of us. And so that's the conversation that I want to continue today. In this case, talking about building boundaries that work. Before we get into that, though, quickly, I have a couple little announcements. Um, Thank you so much for those of you, actually, first and foremost, who have gone in and voted on the survey for the 2022 offerings. I have, for the first time, which seems stupid as a business owner, really focused on getting you involved in me creating new offerings. I've taken a number of offerings off of my plate as a business owner, things that weren't working for me. And I don't think we're working for you all as well as they could be. I've taken them off of, you know, my website. They're canceled. They're done. Um, And I really want to get you involved in creating the next thing. So if you, for those of you who have already gone on and done this, thank you so much. If you are interested in getting involved in this, really making sure that You get what you need, you know, whether it is a mini course, whatever, that you're getting the content that you need to best support your burnout. If you want in on this, head on over to CoachEllen.com slash survey. Again, that's E-L-L-Y-N is how I spell Ellen. CoachEllen.com slash survey. And just answer a few questions for me about what you would like to see in the coming year. It's gonna be hugely helpful for me and it's gonna be hugely helpful for you too to make sure that I'm giving you something that's gonna really, really serve you, the amount of time that you have to dedicate, so on and so forth. And as a thank you for doing that, I will be offering a 30-minute free coaching session. After you've completed the survey, there's a link to go ahead and click in and schedule that to get a little extra support as a thank you. So for those of you who've already done it, thank you again. And if you are interested and you haven't done it yet, I'm head on over to CoachEllen.com slash survey. And I will hook you up. It's like you helping me, me helping you. Mutually beneficial relationship. I think that's what I said last podcast. Um, The other thing, as one of the things that come out of this... The survey that I've done is there's a lot of people that are really interested in VIP days. VIP days are kind of more of like a one and done coaching session as opposed to having a weekly meeting, which might seem stressful and overwhelming. A VIP day is you and me sitting down connecting for a full day of transformation to really, really give you the things that you need in a intensive period of time. Those are already on my website because that is definitely something that y'all have said that you want. So if that is something you are curious about, CoachEllen.com slash VIP. I tried to make it my URLs very easy, slash survey, slash VIP, you know, trying to make your life a little easier. But if that is something you are interested in, CoachEllen.com slash VIP, um, and you can check out what is available there. But let's get into shit. Let's get into boundaries. How do we build boundaries that work? I'll be honest with you before we get into this. I don't consciously remember hearing about boundaries until my mid to late 20s. And that's insane to me. When I kept thinking of what I wanted these five pillars to be, boundaries was one of the ones that I knew I wanted it to be somewhere, but I didn't know where. I didn't know where to put it. I didn't know if it should be its own thing or if it should be a step to take in one of the other things we've already talked about. Should it be a part of clarity? Should it be a part of productivity or self-care? And now I kind of laugh about that. You know, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that boundaries couldn't be put under something else. It had to be a step all its own. Because in my experience, they truly are just that important. And whether we're talking about emotional burnout, physical burnout, overwhelm burnout, boredom burnout, boundaries play into every single one of those types of burnout. You know, I'm going to be giving you some examples today of a boundary that I had to set because it was an emotional boundary. Because of how somebody was talking to me and the things they were saying to me and how they were making me feel, it was in conflict with my values. And as such, it was emotionally burning me out. You know, I've had to set boundaries with myself around physical self-care that I can't, you know, exert myself in the ways that I used to. Like it or not, I'm getting older. You know, I've been, I always joke that I've been broken since I was a teenager because I blew my knee out when I was in high school. But there are things that I just can't push my body to do anymore, that I need to let my body recover. So I had to set boundaries with myself of how many recovery days do I get every week? Those are boundaries. I've had to set boundaries, you know, with my calendar and with what I'm able to take on. You know, I mentioned VIP days earlier. I have it on the VIP day page. I will not do more than two of these. In a month, because they are just that mentally intensive. That's a boundary in my work. It's a boundary in my work that I won't work past, you know, I won't work before noon and I won't work past eight in my day job. Those are boundaries that keep me from getting overwhelmed. You know, so boundaries, they just show up in so many places. And in so many instances, I've realized that that is a core and fundamental pillar that so many of the people I talk to that struggle with burnout aren't doing. They have a lack of boundaries or they have a lack of one of these few things that we're gonna talk about when it comes to building boundaries that work. So let's go ahead and get into this. In this podcast, the things that I'm gonna be walking you through are basically three very important things that, it comes, um, that, that we have to think about when it comes to boundaries. The first one is knowing the different types of boundaries, the different types of boundaries you might set for yourself, because I think just having that knowledge is really, really empowering. At least it's been for me. Having that knowledge has been really empowering for me to even know what boundaries I can set is to know what types of boundaries even exist. The second one is how we can identify what types of boundaries we might need and some of the things that I do to really know for myself what types of boundaries I might need And then the last and perhaps the most important step of this is knowing how to communicate those boundaries. You know, often in my experience, the reason why we have a lack of boundaries isn't because we don't know what boundaries we need, but it's we're not communicating those boundaries to the people who they impact. And I'm going to play out some examples for you of some of the realizations I've made and some of the ways I've had to do that for myself. So first and foremost, let's get into the first part, the types of boundaries, I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of these types of boundaries because once again, there is a blog post that accompanies this podcast. Head to coachellen.com/podcast episode 13, and you will see a link there where I go into lots of nitty gritty details about these types of boundaries. But you probably have already even noticed this with me. I like breaking things down into types. I think knowledge is empowering. But the types of boundaries that we're going to talk about here is firstly relational boundaries. So the way in which we relate to others. There's also emotional and personal boundaries, which are very much about how we relate to ourselves. Physical boundaries, they might relate to personal space violations or physical living space. Professional boundaries that relate to your career and your work and your job. Um, professional, or sorry, I already said professional, ha, huh. financial boundaries. This might refer to either boundaries that you have when it comes to your own personal finances, or if you are married and have, or have a significant other where there's any sort of joint accounts that also might kind of relate to how you separate your money. So financial boundaries, there are also boundaries when it comes to your health. And this I kind of think of is your expectations for how you should treat your body, how you should be eating or exercising. So like the fact that I say I, I want to move for 30 minutes every day, that is kind of a, a health boundary for me. That's kind of an expectation that I have for myself of what's a daily minimum for myself. I'm um, sleep habits, hydration. The fact that I really like to get seven hours of sleep every night, that's kind of a bound. It started as a boundary, but now it's kind of become just like a need. <laughs> um, But health boundaries, there's organizational and time boundaries, and it might refer to, you know, your understanding of your priorities and making sure that you are setting aside time for those priorities. Um, There's digital boundaries, which that's something that's kind of a newer thing, but it might refer to sharing or not sharing of passwords or accounts. Like I have no problem sharing my Netflix account with my parents. I won't necessarily share my Amazon account with my parents um, or perhaps other accounts, but like they can have my Netflix account. I'm cool with that. So what are your boundaries there? Um, and then last but not least is sexual boundaries. And that's really in your intimate relationships. What is and is not okay intimately, um, behavioral expectations you have inside of your relationships, tolerance of cheating, for example, might be a a sexual boundary. So those are the different types of boundaries. And I think that's kind of that knowledge I found so powerful to just be aware of the different types of boundaries I might have so I can figure out how do they fit into my life? You know, how might I incorporate them? So that was a really powerful first step for me was just to know what are boundaries, what might they look like and what types of boundaries might there be. And so then the next step from there that I found to be helpful is to start to figure out what types of boundaries do I need? You know What types of boundaries do you need? And I think something that can be helpful here, what has been helpful for me is knowing what are the signs when a boundary is violated because that's often how we start to identify what our boundaries are is looking for these situations where the kind of signs and symptoms of a boundary violation might come up. And there are emotional and physical signs in my experience. So like when I feel disrespected or like a line was crossed, I have not only the emotions like anger, frustration, whatever it might be, but I also have physical uh, sensations that would go along with that. The fact that I might you know, start to feel muscle tension in my body, I might, my chest gets really tight sometimes because I can feel myself start to get emotional. Usually that's accompanied by my chest tightening up. So that mo- might be some signs, you know, blame, guilt, shame. Maybe when you want to na- say no to something or you know, you want more self-care time and this thing is kind of getting in the way of that, that might make you feel guilty or might feel a little selfish or anxious. Those are all emotional signs. Um, Overwhelm and feeling like you have no time for yourself might be an emotional sign. Fear, whether it's a fear of a no or of disappointment or rejection. um, Those are all emotional signs. Um, So those might be some things that have come up when there is a boundary that's being violated or that you're kind of starting to realize needs to be created. Um, And then in terms of physical signs, we already talked about the muscle tension one. um, Tightness in your chest. You might also experience exhaustion, fatigue, appet- appetite changes, weight gain or loss, insomnia. I feel like insomnia is a big one because when we ruminate and um, when we like constantly are thinking about things before we go to bed and we just can't shut our brain off, that is one of the things for me that leads to insomnia is when I just can't turn my brain off. And then I also think that numbing behaviors can be a sign of requiring and maybe needing more boundaries. For me, some of my common numbing behaviors are social media, which is part of the reason I went on a social media break. Um, I numb with TV. I numb with wine. I love me a good glass of wine, but it can be an unhealthy numbing habit if I let it. So all of those might be potential emotional and physical signs and symptoms that you might need a boundary. And recognizing those signs is one of the ways that we can start to recognize that, that we might need a boundary the types of boundaries that we might need and recognizing where they might exist. Like So for example, I'm going to give you some examples of how the signs came up for me and from some of my clients, and then how you might then use this to create a boundary for yourself. So I had a client recently who she felt incredibly triggered and frustrated, really angry, frankly, about this board that she was a part of. And the more she talked about it, the more I realized Personally, when I was working with her, I realized that this board was in kind of direct conflict with some of her values, namely her value of freedom, um, respect, inclusion. So naturally, she was being really, really triggered by what felt very dismissive to her in this situation. And it might feel kind of like a no-duh situation, but how often do we feel ourselves getting frustrated or angry about situations And then never saying anything about them and then kind of dismissing ourselves for being too sensitive. You know, is that something that you've done? Because I definitely relate to that. Like it might perhaps, though, instead of dismissing it and kind of treating it like a why are you so sensitive, like just suck it up. What if instead we considered that maybe a boundary might be being violated? And that's kind of what happened here. Frankly, in my experience, it doesn't matter if that boundary is small or if it's massive and obvious, if something is pissing us off that profoundly, it's an important boundary for us to consider. So, here I would kind of and what we ultimately did is ask ourselves and ask, and she asked herself, What's a part of our life where we might need a better boundary? What is the boundary that we might need in this situation? What are the concerns, frustrations, and emotional signs that come up there? And how might we take those and construct the boundary? And ultimately, for her, She tried a couple different things. She kind of tried communicating with the people in the board that she felt most comfortable with, but it ultimately ended up being a, a, I need to remove myself from the situation type of boundary. Another thing that has come up with boundaries for me has been a situation where I was kind of frustrated when I was out of the country that my family kind of treated it almost like a free-for-all of, oh, we can just use Ellen's stuff because she's not here, and I got kind of frustrated when I came home about the fact that like that felt like a boundary violation. This is these are my belongings just because I'm not here doesn't mean you don't still have to ask me to use them. Um, And so that was something I communicated to my family because I felt like that was kind of disrespectful and I didn't appreciate it. See, again, that might feel small to you, but in the moment for me, it felt like a boundary violation and it ended up being something that needed to be addressed. So we determine. so we have our types of boundaries, but ultimately we determine what boundaries we need by knowing what signs to look for and being self-aware enough to see those signs in ourselves. We're kind of looping back to the clarity pillar here. So that was in episode, I believe episode 10 was the clarity pillar. Um, When we talked about um, the lack of clarity potentially resulting in burnout, we're kind of looping back there because yes, knowing what boundaries you need does require clarity and self-awareness. Now, this next step is perhaps the most important. So we have our types of boundaries. We kind of pay attention to the signs and symptoms in ourselves and in our body of what boundaries we might need. Now, the next step is all about communicating the boundaries. And hopefully here, we're going to communicate boundaries without pissing people off. Now, I have set a lot of boundaries in my lifetime, and I will be the first to admit that it hasn't always been pretty. (laughs) It has not always been pretty, because sometimes the process of setting boundaries is going to piss people off. And I think this is something that's important to know. This is, I, I frankly don't think, I know that this is something really, really important for us to consider, because basically, there are people who are benefiting from the fact that you don't have boundaries. The coworker who always asks at last minute if you can do something for them, they're benefiting from the fact that you can't say no. The friend who always cancels on you at the last minute that you feel so disrespected by, they're benefiting from the fact that you've never told them how much it irks you. They think it's okay. So when I first started setting boundaries, I'll admit I did piss a lot of people off. I pissed my brother off when I told him to ask me before borrowing my stuff. Like it seems reasonable, but he was benefiting from the convenience of not having to ask. I pissed off a former friend of mine when I asked her to stop canceling me on me last minute. Like I didn't appreciate it and it pissed her off and our friendship did dissolve because of it. These situations though have shown me that yes, people do get angry when you start setting boundaries with them, but it has also shown me that there's a nuance and a way in which we can go about communicating our boundaries that can mitigate that. So I have a four-step process that I use to communicate boundaries that I found works pretty damn well. And I highly recommend it. And I'll give you some context for how. But the first step is to establish the context. Second step is to describe what you're feeling. The third is to take perspective. And the fourth is to make the ask. Four steps. So an example of how you might use this is I used to get really, really pissed off, understandably so, when my parents would say things to me like, when are you going to get a real job? I was working at the time as an independent contractor for a manuscript company. We helped non-native English speakers write science manuscripts and edit them so it sounded better. Um, And I was making better money working for them than I ever had working in research. And yet my parents kept making fun of my job. And every time it happened, I would get so so mad. So I finally I kind of wanted to test out this framework. And it actually, again, worked pretty well. So what I said to them is I first established the context. When you guys tell me that the work I'm doing is not a real job. That was the context I said. And then the feeling was I feel incredibly frustrated and like no matter what, my job will never be respected and appreciated or seen as good enough. So that was my feeling. Perspective, I know that wasn't your intention. So acknowledge the fact that they probably didn't intend to make you feel that way because they probably didn't. And then the make the ask is where you set the boundary. So I said, I know that wasn't your intention. Moving forward, I would appreciate it if you wouldn't refer to my job or my business as not a real job. And this dialogue ended up opening the door into a really, really productive conversation where my parents shared their perspective and I shared mine, and they also never used the phrase real job again to me. So basically in a nutshell, I I know from experience, boundaries are hard. Boundaries can be very, very intimidating to set. But I think if we can start by knowing what our boundaries are, knowing what boundaries we need, and then we use this framework similar to this one to communicate the boundaries that we need, we not only set the right boundaries, but we also communicate them in an effective way that people can really grow to respect. So that is my framework. That is my tips for how to set boundaries and build boundaries that work. I hope you got something out of this once again. If you want to kind of riff off this more, connect with me on Instagram. Again, I'm at Coach Ellen E-L-L-Y-N. Head on over to my free Burned Out to Badass community for podcast listeners and people who want to take back their lives from burnout. You can get to that at CoachEllen.com slash free. And then last but not least, if you've been loving what you've been hearing Once again, I would really, really appreciate it if you would head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review so that other people who really need to hear this information can find it. It really helps us to find new listeners, the people who really need this conversation on burnout, need this to be brought into their life a little bit more. Those reviews are incredibly helpful to that. Plus, as a thank you, the person who gives the most epic podcast review on Apple Podcasts, I will be giving you a $25 gift card once a month, every month in 2022, that's going to be a new thing that we're going to be doing. So once again, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you listening and I appreciate your support. And I hope you have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Talk to you next time, my friend. Bye.